Well, hello there and welcome to another episode of Scouting 5, recapping scouting news from around the world for the week of December 10th, 2018. I'm Scouter Ken and today I'm recording from Edmonton, Alberta. As he embarks on his latest adventure as the new chief ambassador for the global scouting movement, Bear Grylls now wants to tackle some of the biggest challenges facing society, including gang violence and extremism. After being appointed the UK's youngest ever chief scout nearly a decade ago, the uh, father of three has set his sights on mobilizing the scouts into some of Britain's hardest to reach areas. Scouting numbers have swelled an unprecedented 43%, growing the movement to 638,000 registered members in the UK under his leadership, and Grills believes growing demand from Muslim communities could help in the fight against radicalization. Quote, we have hundreds of mosques every week reaching out asking, can we start up groups? MI5 is spending resources to stem the blood, but we're saying, don't create the wound. That's why we have the mosques coming to us. They're saying, hold on, we can see that you're providing hope, purpose, pride, British values, sense of discipline, all the things that ISIS gives people, but for good, not bad. Come and speak to our youths, end quote. Insisting that scouts are providing a positive alternative to kids joining gangs, Grills adds, quote, it's what I was saying about the young Muslim kids in this country. If you don't give them something good, they go to the bad, end quote. Grills is convinced he can persuade any teenager to join the Scouts, even those on crime-ridden estates. Jason Dayer, a junior at the Real School in Sturdivant, Wisconsin, wants to become one of the first females to earn the prestigious Eagle Scout Award, but she has some work ahead of her. In early 2018, of course, the Boy Scouts of America made a surprise announcement stating they would allow girls to join their ranks. In 2019, they also announced they plan to drop the boy from the label and eventually become Scouts BSA. Bob Dare, Jason's dad, is an Eagle Scout himself and wanted to become a Girl Scout troop leader because he wanted his daughter to have experiences similar to those he had in Boy Scouts. And she started in Girl Scouts when she was a student at Jefferson Lighthouse Elementary, but at around the age of 12, the troop simply fell apart. The girls drifted off to other activities, pastimes, places, etc. At the time the troop disbanded, Jason had earned her bronze and silver awards from the Girl Scouts and was preparing to earn the gold award, the highest rank. Bob and Jason then met Rainy Ernst, who was a scoutmaster for a local venture crew. In 1998, Boy Scouts of America started the Venture Program, which allows boys and girls to engage in outdoor activities similar to those done in Boy Scouts. And Ernst, who has two sons himself, both Eagle Scouts, was happy to let Jason join that group. Now, of course, she is able to join her soon. She will be able to join a scout troop proper. And although she likely has done the work to earn a number of merit badges, uh, she will need to start over once she's part of Boy Scouts in February, but she says that doesn't bother her. And just a reminder again, if you and your family are the real Christmas tree sort of people, and if the scout troop in your area happens to be doing a Christmas tree sale fundraiser, do consider purchasing a Christmas tree from the scouts this year. Youth in Alberta recently showed their Christmas spirit by giving back to the less fortunate this holiday season. The 153rd Ardrossan Scout Group, comprised of 64 youth, presented the mustard seed with bags full of donations at the Packs of Hope campaign event in Ardrossan on November 21st. Among other things, the packs included items such as toothbrushes, toothpaste, a deodorant, razors, and shaving cream. And in addition to these, the Ardrossan Scouts also donated leftover cases of soaps, shampoos, deodorants, and hand warmers to the mustard seed. Along with contributions from community members, the Scouts also received donations from Strathcona Sherwood Park MLA Estefania Cortez Vargas and the Bev Facey Community High School. The Mustard Seed, just so you know, began as a street ministry for the homeless in Calgary, Alberta. It grew out of the Burning Bush Coffee House, which was run by the First Baptist Church there in the 70s and early 80s. It formally became a reality in 1984 when founder Pat Nixon planted the Mustard Seed in an old house in downtown Calgary, and then it later grew to a larger building, eventually expanding northward to Edmonton as well. The seed has been serving 
people experiencing poverty and homelessness in Alberta for over three decades and has become a haven for those needing help, which is offered through open hands with unconditional love. My own Cub Pack has actually done some work with the Mustard Seed as well. They have, uh, they afford youth the opportunity to come in and, you know, learn a little bit about the, the crisis of homelessness and poverty, but also, you know, to, uh, to make sandwiches, to kind of tour the donation facility. If you have a Cub Pack in Calgary or Edmonton, do consider reaching out to the Mustard Seed and, you know, seeing if there isn't something that your group can do with them. For decades, Scouting enjoyed a robust membership in Powell River, which I believe is in British Columbia. However, they are currently dormant. Now, the goal is to revitalize the movement as excellent facilities exist, including the Scout Hall. The hall is rented from the city of Powell River, and that rental agreement is contingent on the facility being used. Another property nearby, Camp Nasichuk, has hosted generations of Powell River youth from Scouts to church groups. Currently, funding and facilities exist to restart local programs, but volunteers associated with Scouts Canada warn that time is finite, and currently volunteers are the main challenge. They're in short supply and more are needed. But those who are still connected to scouting in the Powell River area are committed to supporting new programs in any way they can to help the program thrive again. Scout leaders of Troop 351 said $10,000 to $15,000 worth of camping gear was stolen outside of the Pilgrim Church in Port Charlotte, Florida last week. Lucas Blanchet, senior patrol leader for the troop, said he's disappointed that this happened just a few weeks before his favorite trip. Blanchet said he was shocked when he found out that the trailer holding all of the Boy Scouts and Cub Scouts camping gear had been stolen. It was stolen an hour after the Cub Scout meeting on Tuesday, but they didn't find out that it was gone until they returned for the gear last Saturday night. So this would have been uh, Tuesday last week. The trailer had, of course, tents, coolers, cooking equipment. Blanchette said pretty much everything that the 53 Boy Scouts and Cub Scouts needed to go camping. And he said he just hopes that surveillance video from the church will help them get their gear back. But let's end on a positive note. Boy Scouts from Troop 27, based out of Staten Island, New York, collected five carloads of food to donate to a local food pantry on Sunday. Ten Scouts visited Oakwood Heights and New Dorf Homes last week, handing out approximately 2,000 flyers asking for donations from homeowners to give to the Oakwood Heights Community Church's food pantry. It's part of an annual event the troop does every year to ensure the church's food pantry remains filled, especially during the Christmas season. On Sunday, the Scouts retraced their routes and revisited homes to collect food. According to one Scout, they collected at least five carloads that they then brought back to the pantry. And that is all the news for this week. Thank you again for listening, and until next time, be prepared. <laughs>